electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Tech Check Plus live stream. I am Julia Borston, CNBC's senior media and tech correspondent. I'm very excited to talk today about the future of sports and streaming with the NFL's chief media and business officer, Brian Rolop, who's joining us now from Phoenix, where he's getting ready for the Super Bowl. Brian, thanks so much for talking to us today. Thank you, Julia. Good to see you. So, Brian, let's just start off the big picture. What are your expectations for ratings for this Sunday's game, and how does it fit in with the ratings trends you've seen so far this season? I think this season we've had a great year in viewership. Um, I think we were just down slightly, but really that was driven by the fact that for the first time in probably well over 30 years, we have moved a package Thursday Night Football from broadcast television to a new medium in Amazon. Uh, so there's a little bit of a dip, but that was what we expected. Um, and every other partner was up. So I think we feel really good about the viewership. It was strong. Um, and I think we've seen that all through the playoffs. So come Sunday, assuming we have a close game, I think this will want to be the most one of the most watched viewed Super Bowls we've had. Interesting. And, and of course, a big halftime show as well. Um, but one thing I'm curious about before we talk more about streaming and Amazon and those rights packages, just to hear a little bit about the value of this particular game. I've been reporting on the fact that the cost of a 30 second spot is now seven million dollars. It went with, for seven million dollars up from six and a half million last year. And that was about a million higher than it was the prior year. So I'm curious if you could put this in context for us. Here we are talking about fears of an ad recession. Why are advertisers spending so much for access to this game? And do you think it'll be worth it? Well, I, I certainly think it'll be worth it. I think what you're seeing is where media fragments, uh, the increase in digital, the decline in pay TV, clearly the media landscape is fragmenting. Uh, that is obvious. But in that environment, there's only a few properties and a few things that can break through and aggregate audiences. And in this case, in Monday, be well over 100 million people watching at one time. That's few and far between. And because that's so rare, to the extent you're interested in reaching an aggregated audience, there's only a few places to go. And that is really driving pricing. Uh, and so in these environments where uh, things are fragmented and Quite frankly, the ad market probably isn't as strong in general as it has been in years past because of the economy. There's a flight to quality. And when there's a flight to quality, those dollars are, are chasing scarce ad units. And the, as a result, the pricing is up. So um, I think we've been the beneficiary, that, uh, we and our partners, uh, as, we, as we aggregate audiences and, and take advantage of this flight to quality. And, and I'm curious if you think the fact that you shifted um, some of those games over to a digital player and it's been, you know, taking that transition time for people to find their those games. Do you think that could negatively impact the Super Bowl or is it just in a category of its own? No, I think it's in a category of its own. I think, look, we while we have had different rights configurations and different media deals over the year years, the last time we moved a full package of games uh, to a new media 
property was in 1987 when we created a package for cable and went to ESPN. Ever since then, we have been essentially on the same distribution platform and broadcast and pay TV. We've now taken a package and moved it to digital, and we expected a bit of a dip. While people get used to that, while uh, the promotion takes root to change what is, you know, decades of, of normalized muscle memory and behavior. And when you look at the Amazon numbers, we've been really happy with them. I think you look at the audiences, while they might be a little bit south of what we did on broadcast the year before, they are by, by far the biggest thing on digital and outrate most anything on television in and of itself. So I think that's completely separate and won't impact at all uh, what we see this Sunday. So let's dig a little bit more into that Amazon deal. This is the first season of Thursday night games on Amazon. What happens from here? Do you see more integrations, more opportunities? How does season two look different from season one or will it? Well, I think, I think we'll, 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 you know, season one was so important because it was important, as I mentioned, to drive awareness, to let these 190 million NFL fans know that to find Thursday night football, you needed to do something a little bit different. Uh, Amazon did a fabulous job at helping drive awareness. And then the second thing that was important to do is once they got there, what was the quality of experience they would have? And Amazon really leaned in to what was a really well-executed production. So when you went on there, the stream was not only of high quality, but the production itself was as good as anything you would have seen historically in the NFL. So they got the basics right, and they really nailed it. Uh, then, as now that the basics are nailed, I think you'll see more innovation from Amazon, whether it's increasing the number of alternative telecasts that they did. They did quite a few this year with Dude Perfect or The Shop or some of these other alternative telecasts for people to watch. Um, or it's, uh, you know, increased distribution on other parts of their platform. I think you'll see that. I also think you'll see an increase in their ability to drive their advertising revenue. I think uh, advertisers are a little bit like the rest of America is this is the first time a primetime package like this has been on a digital platform. Will it perform? Will they have viewership? And I think those uh, questions have been answered successfully. So I think you'll see innovation and more ad dollars that uh, Amazon will be able to garner because of their efforts. Yeah, it's interesting because, of course, Amazon is also showing such meaningful growth in its ad business across the board and really was bucking the downward trend we were seeing elsewhere in the ad industry. So interesting to see how the NFL could play into that. So shifting gears to Sunday ticket, I don't think we've had you on since you did your big NFL Sunday ticket deal with Google, with YouTube, uh, you know, uh, part of Google uh, Alphabet. Talk to us about that decision, why it made sense to go with a a tech company and b that tech company in particular well i think we have always felt uh sunday ticket which is a premium subscription product of all of our packages we always felt that one was the most ready for digital only distribution it has a lot of the characteristics of um a smaller target fan base it's not really based on reach like a like a broadcast is uh it's premium priced uh, and uh, so we really thought digital would be a good spot. And on top of that, the product, quite frankly, because it's been on one partner, a, a satellite provider, and is only really been constructed one way. It hasn't really changed in almost uh, three decades. So we really felt that between increased digital distribution and innovation, that a digital partner really made sense. Uh, and then why Google? Google had a really compelling uh, proposition. We had talked to 
uh, everybody in the marketplace, both traditional media players, digital media players, uh, and they really were unique in their model uh, and their reach. So on one hand, they have uh, YouTube TV, which is one of the bright spots of paid television. It's growing. Uh, it's a great product. You can get it on any device seamlessly uh, and is experiencing uh, growth. Uh, it was a great home for Sunday Ticket. But on top of that, they have YouTube proper, the main channel, which is the biggest video platform in the world. And so now being able to offer Sunday Ticket, not only as part of your paid TV package and YouTube TV, but also as part of YouTube, it really hit every part of our fan base. And I will tell you, the, 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 what we hear from fans about the fact that uh, they can now get Sunday Ticket untethered from a satellite dish, um, they're very excited about it. And I think we're going to see great growth uh, in that product. And, and we're, we couldn't be more excited to have Google along with us. We had heard that Apple was in the lead in those negotiations. What happened with Apple? Do you think you'll do another rights deal with Apple? From what we understand, there are still some sort of media content rights up for grabs. Yeah, essentially, we, we talked to everybody and, you know, you'll have to ask Apple their view of the world. But um, I do think we are entering a really interesting time in sports rights where certainly starting with a Thursday night football deal and now with Sunday ticket, that there was a question in the industry for years, would Silicon Valley embrace content rights? Would they make the necessary investment uh, in sports in order to, to, to play well? And I think you're seeing that, especially in a world where entertainment programming, while it's the golden age of entertainment programming and there's more available than you could ever imagine at high quality, it's almost commoditized, it's everywhere. Uh, sports is really starting to become the differentiator just like it was in broadcast television, just like it was in pay television. And I think you're seeing uh, the, the Silicon Valley players realize that and start to make uh, investments in sports. So um, that clearly has been our view. And it'll be interesting to see as the NBA and other major properties come up, what will happen. But I do think we're entering into a new area here that's very interesting. So it sounds like maybe there's still a conversation going on with Apple, maybe about those media assets, those media rights. Well, we, we've been having lots of conversations all the time, especially around our owned and operated media assets, NFL Network, Red Zone Channel, which we, we are very bullish on. Uh, we are like most media companies where we like our content, we like our intellectual property. It's been very successful for us, but we also know that the world is changing. And in order to keep the growth in those companies, there needs to be a transition from linear to digital. Uh, I believe it'll be a gradual one. I don't believe it'll be a Band-Aid you rip off. I believe that uh, as long as there are people using a pay TV platform and digital platform, we will be in both places. So as we look at the NFL Network and uh, uh, NFL Red Zone, our media assets, we believe a transition to, to digital over time makes a ton of sense and will be successful. And you've seen that with the launch of NFL Plus uh, just this past season, which we couldn't be more happy with. Yeah, so tell us about that season one of NFL Plus. How did it go and how do you expect to, to evolve or adapt the platform based on what you've learned this first year? Well, we, we've been very happy. It is the first um, really scaled entry we've had in direct-to-consumer as the league of itself, not doing it through partners. Uh, it's really a great product where you can get in-market mobile games, you can get archive games, you can get NFL films programming, uh, and uh, it, it's really been successful. What's interesting to us is you see 75% of the people who have bought that product do have pay TV already. 
So they are clearly supplementing their NFL experience uh, with this digital product and it's complementary. Um, and so it has, it has exceeded our expectations. It is a significant growth and significant revenue driver for us in year one. We believe in the next five years, it's going to be significant growth for us uh, across both consumer engagement and revenue metrics. And do you think the product will change or do you think you're just going to be drawing more consumers to the same product? It will change. We will definitely um, have some ideas we're probably not ready to reveal today. But I think you will see as probably early as next season, some significant changes to the product offering that we're excited about. And of course, the other big deal that you recently made is this 10-year deal with DAZN. Tell us about that, why it makes sense, and what it's going to do in terms of your international reach. Well, we, we have been spending a lot of time on international. Uh, we believe that we are just scratching the surface of overall fan growth for the NFL. We have invested significantly, especially in the UK, Germany, Mexico, and Canada. Uh, and we believe that there's not only fan growth, but revenue growth to be had there. Uh, the DAZN deal is important because it is taking our subscription product, which is a basically everything you want from the NFL, every live game, uh, deep films content, archive games, and launching them internationally. Uh, DAZN has sort of proved that they are willing to invest significantly behind global sports. Uh, and so when we went out looking for uh, partners who can actually help build not only subscription revenue, but probably as importantly, fan engagement in our key territories, DAZN really sort of came to the top. So we, we couldn't be more excited uh, about what we think is just our, our first major entry into international streaming. And if international is such a big priority, can you tell us where things stand with a plan to move a team overseas, maybe in London? Well, it's been talked about. Um, I don't think we have anything intimate, but what we have seen when we invest in those markets and invest with uh, regular season games, not preseason games, regular season games, we have found that not only the current NFL fans will travel far and wide to attend, but also uh, we are building new fans that we didn't have before. That is an important uh, milestone if you ever want to consider having full-time franchises outside the United States. Really, you need to build a, a base of fans and then build on top of that. So we do think long-term there may be a possibility to do that, uh, but it's important that we keep investing in these key markets as we, as we head towards that day. Yeah, and it's so interesting to see how different leagues, uh, different sports that are not as popular as football have gotten uh, more awareness through reach through the likes of Netflix. I'm thinking of Formula One, and I'm also thinking about your partnership with Skydance to create a content studio. Is that about reaching a new audience? Is that about replicating that magic moment that Formula One got from all of that attention from the Netflix series? Yeah, it really drives from uh, our view in the past few years that uh, there is really a growing demand for sports non-game content. We had seen this for years in our NFL films business, which is quite successful, uh, creating shows like Hard Knocks and All or Nothing and other things. We realized that um, <clears throat> there's this demand from fans for non-game content. That is uh, uh, bolstered by the fact that there has never been as much spending on content than, than, than in the history of the world than there is today. And that in these streaming platforms, while entertainment program is popular, sports content under indexes. And we think there's a huge opportunity to, to create more sports content, more football content. So it is clearly about building fans, but also about building a diversified studio business, which we're excited about. 
I'll let you take a sip of water there. Um, we're almost out of time, but I just want to get a couple final questions. First, just to follow up on that media business, you've done a lot of deals, you have a lot of rights that you've now tied up with different players, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, the, these NFL plus, I'm sorry, the NFL plus deal going it alone or what you're doing with Google with Sunday Ticket, but it seems like the last bit of remaining rights are really those media rights. Where do those stand? When do you think we'll have a deal for those? Well, I, look, I, our view, we started this owned and operated business probably almost 20 years ago with the premise that football is a 365, 24-7 business, and we feel stronger about that than we ever have been before. We've also felt that <clears throat> owning your own media asset becomes important because it allows you to experiment and to innovate and build products that you didn't have before. I'll give you a couple examples. The draft has grown significantly. The draft would not be the draft what it is today if we didn't have the NFL Network. Uh, the same with the Combine and same with Thursday Night Football, which is now a major package on Amazon. It started as a six-game package on the NFL Network where we refined it, built it, and grew it. So we still think it's extremely important strategically for us to have that. It's just that the world has changed and we need other things to be successful. It's more streaming. There's more tech. So in order to be successful, we need content. We need technology. We need distribution. So we will look for partners to do that. We are not selling the network. We are just finding partners to help us invest in this media property through content and other things. And so if you were to look into your, your crystal ball, your <laughs> NFL crystal ball, and say, here's what the sports landscape is going to look like in, call it, three years, how much content is going to be moving over um, to streaming? I mean, I know a lot of the rights are already tied up, but in light of what Disney CEO Bob Iger just said about the future of ESPN inevitably moving to digital, where do you see sports moving? I believe sports is differentiated content <clears throat> that has built every platform it's been on from broadcast to pay TV. And I think the same will happen with streaming. So as streaming starts to mature, starts to consolidate, anyone who is serious about building a streaming business will look to sports content in order to do that. I believe that long-term. Now who the winners will be and who the losers are as far as those streamers, I can't predict for you, but I think it is inevitable that as media changes, sports will be in the middle and sports will be the intellectual property that drives the lion's share of the consumption. Uh, so we, our job is to figure out how we take advantage of that. And we certainly will. And just our final question before you head off to Super Bowl weekend, $7 million for a 30-second spot. Is it worth it? Oh, by far. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. I think, I think the market speaks for itself. Well, we will leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us ahead of the Super Bowl. Uh, the NFL's Brian Rolap, Chief Media and Business Officer, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having me, Julia. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 